Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I am well. Hello. Well, we are talking about prophecy today. Yeah. What is the gift of prophecy? Well, it's a gift that's making a major comeback right now within uh, many New Testament churches, which uh, I guess is all there is, New Testament churches, right? Before that, we didn't have them. So um, what is the gift of prophecy? I think it's the same thing it's always been. And one of the great problems we've got today is that people have wanted to redefine it and qualify it and make it something different today so that people can stand up and not have to be accurate, speak in vague generalities, and, um, and speak words over people that uh, literally, that some people who write about this and teaching about it, even some uh, friends increasingly will say, hey, they don't have to be right all the time and you got to kind of make your way through it. And they would even go so far as to say there were some examples in the New Testament that New Testament prophets weren't exactly right. And I'll tell you, that's really concerning to me. So let's answer the question, okay? Um, the word prophet we just get from the Greek word, which means to bring forth or to put forward speech uh, that you've got or to share your thoughts. It specifically is referring to uh, people who though... Um, speak in a way that provides divine revelation under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's literally what a prophet is or does. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 uh, talks about this. Let me tell you, this gift lifts all throughout your New Testament. But um, uh, in Romans chapter 12, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in Ephesians chapter 4, you've got lists of the different gifts. And the, the word prophet shows up as a gift uh, in Romans Again, in uh, 1 Corinthians. But in 1 Corinthians 14, we have a lot that's there about prophets. Let me just read to you those first few verses. This is what it says. Pursue love, yet earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy, that you may bring forth divine revelation. Now, wh why is this especially important? Let's just remember, when we're writing to the church in Corinth, Paul is telling them, look, you don't have a New Testament. You don't have all the revelation that Rick Smith and Todd Wagner and the folks who listen to Real Truth Real Quick have today. We, we don't have then in Corinth uh, the Bible, which is uh, put together authoritatively as the revelation of God, um, which is profitable for teaching, which is profitable for reproof, rebuke, and correction, so that the man of God can be adequate, equipped for every good work. That they don't have the faith yet once and for all delivered to the saints, as it says in Jude verse 3. And so, of course, you would want the gift of prophecy. Somebody could bring it forth. This is what it then says. In fact, it says um, you should earnestly desire prophecy because some people were making a big deal. One of the errors in the Corinthian church is that they were um, seeking some of the more spectacular gifts, including the gift of speaking in tongues, which we've done some real truth real quicks on that. They're worth listening to. And there, those Real Truth Real Quicks talk about what the gift of tongues was, that you would speak in a known language, the mysteries of God. It was a way to bring forward revelation to people in a native tongue to them. But it says, for the one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. In other words, that guy doesn't even know what he's saying. He's speaking in a known language. See the Real Truth Real Quick on this. Um that he doesn't know, but that some people do. And then it says in this in verse 3, But the one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. That's the purpose of gifts, to edify others. So what does prophecy do? It should build up, it should encourage, and it should comfort. Okay? And um, Rick, what's happening today is that increasingly, 
People are going, I'm not going to find my building up from the Word of God. I'm not going to find my encouragement largely from the Word of God that's once and for all delivered, that's, that's uh, the Spirit of God illumines in our hearts. I'm not going to find my comfort from anything other than maybe this prophet. Let's go find a prophet who can speak some special word uh, to me. And uh, listen, I, God can do what he wants to do. God can still speak uh, revelation through men if he wants to. There's no reason to say that he can't. But what I will tell you is he'll never do it in a vague way. He'll never err. When you speak a prophetic word, you should never have to apologize. Let me just read you an excerpt from a widely circulated book right now that talks about this. And, and one of the things that they're saying is that, hey, you should avoid saying things when you prophesy in a New Testament sense, like, thus saith the Lord. Or, this is the word of the Lord for your life. Or, God specifically told me that I should say this to you. They go, we might recommend that in the New Testament we say it this way. I've got a strong inner impression that I believe might be from the Lord. Or I have a picture in my mind that I think may be of, uh, for someone here. I had a sense of the Holy Spirit about what he wants to accomplish tonight. Look, that, that language, I mean, um, I, I don't know. I guess there's nothing wrong with it. But for people to hang on it, like that's going to give me something that God's word can't, I think is really troublesome. In fact, I've got some people I know. Uh, in the town that we live in, that would say that, hey, listen, man, this guy, he's really anointed. And the reason he's anointed is because some woman from another town came down here and spoke over him. This prophetess from Kansas City came and said, I believe that God wants you to disciple business leaders in this city. Now, I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm, I have no problem with that because God wants everybody here to disciple men in this city. And he doesn't care if they're business leaders. But for other people to think that that guy's now got some special anointing because some woman told him that, that's really troublesome. Um, and I will tell you that a lot of times what you see happening in this gift of prophecy is people speaking vague generalities. I mean, literally, go look at what I say about Christian horoscopes in another Real Truth real quick. And too much of prophecy today is that. Here's what I will tell you about prophets. There isn't a New Testament class and an Old Testament class. The purpose of prophets is to bring forth special revelation. And if you got to qualify, hey, what I'm doing may not be from God, then just say, hey, listen, as a friend, I want to encourage you. Let's, let's measure what I'm about to say from Scripture, which you should always do because God doesn't contradict himself. This is the standard for prophets, okay? And Deuteronomy 18, verse 20 says, the one who speaks presumptuously in my name, which I have commanded him to speak, or which he speaks uh, in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. In other words, if he says something that doesn't come to be, he's a false prophet, get him out of your, get him out of your fellowship. All right? Uh, revelation 22, 18, as God's closing up his specific revelation that he's given us. He says, I testify to everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book and who adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. In other words, listen, I, I believe God can do what he wants to do right? Um, but if you're going to say you're his prophet, then live by the standard of a prophet. And what I'm going to tell you is God is not the author of confusion or contradiction. You don't need to go to find some prophet who's going to build you up, encourage you, or comfort you. The Word of God does that. I believe that um, today a lot of what we, we do is, as a prophet today is more um, forthtelling. I'm going to bring forth the revelation that's already there to you as opposed to foretelling. But if you want to be a foreteller, that's fine, okay? Just be ready to live by the standard of Deuteronomy, okay, and the warning of Revelation. Um, all of us, when we teach the Word of God, are prophetically 
expounding on or bringing forward the revelation, I think we can come up to somebody and go, hey, I think the word of God here has application in your life. That's great, okay? And in some way, you're doing the prophetic ministry right there. But be very careful when you need to go hear from somebody as your, as your means of edification. So should, they not, should it not happen? Man, it better happen. But it better happen biblically. I would say it happens here every Sunday. I do too. Not I, that you tell the future, but you tell the truth. Yeah, that's right. Hey, if God wants me to tell the future, he certainly can use me to do it. But I better be really careful before I say, thus saith the Lord. And if I'm not sure it's the Lord, I, I don't know why you want to call it the biblical gift of prophecy. Put all these qualifiers on it and say, sort it out. Man, that's what we do when we study God's word. We study it carefully. We ask the spirit of God to illuminate, uh, illuminate it in our life. And we apply it correctly. So just beware of guys that say they carry the label prophet. Speak prophetically. You want to hear God speak? Read his word. All right, Todd, thanks. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of confusion out there about the topic of spiritual gifts and things of that nature. And so we have an entire playlist mm. that we have put together dealing yeah. with topics about spiritual gifts. And so I'll put a link to that playlist in the show notes. Be sure and check that out. And uh, we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. 